This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like an intern hoping the topic he submitted to the team to make the sports best lineup, but hitting the cutting room floor. He is Larry. I don't have time for your nonsense, Olson. I'm Andrew. Let's include everyone. I think the main question at hand is, did you read the email that Kirk sent us? It's in the it's in the rundown. What? Yeah. I, I did not see it in the rundown. If we have time. that's No, the, if we have time is about F1 racing. No, no. If we have time. Lewis Hamilton have- wins the F1 in dramatic finish. Oh, I got to share with you. I thought, no, that wasn't the if we have time. I, I uh, put it in there. Maybe I didn't copy. Oh, I thought there. you were big time in him and I thought it was great. Well, no. we can talk about it real quick. <laughs> This episode of Sports Pass has completely been turned on its head. I love it. Time at the beginning of the show. This is great. User on TikTok, this girl came up with a new plan to break down the NFL by divisions. I've seen a lot of them that like make sense on by region. I still have a problem with Dallas being the NFC East. There's nothing East about Dallas, but she broke it down into. You play against your species. So you have the the cats, the birds, the horses, humans, working class. I like the working class, the 49ers, (laughs) the Packers, the Steelers. That's cool. It was uh, it's fun. Like cats shouldn't be fighting birds like the Jaguars shouldn't be playing the Eagles. And you have humans, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Texans. uh, And then a couple of random ones like the Browns, the Chargers, the Jets. Anyway, this is a fun little, fun so, little thing. I was so, I was mainly excited because I thought you big timed him, but there no, was no. just a copy and paste error, perhaps. So this big insight that this however old little lady had is only happening because we have TikTok. Like nobody put this together until TikTok was invented that the cat should be playing the birds. I don't think so. I think it's getting TikTok is giving the everyday person the ability. To have something go viral. I'm sure someone's thought of that before. What, Everyone's like, always talking about how the NFL's breakdown is terrible. Okay. Well, I didn't big time him. It was a cut-based error. Thank you, intern, for submitting. I did not big time you. Thank oh, you. I was so happy. So the big the big news in the sporting world is, as we tape this show Tuesday morning, the great Steph Curry sits on the doorstep of NBA history. He's two three-pointers away from breaking Ray Allen's career three-point record of 2,973, one to tie it, two to break it. And while you're listening to this, he probably broke it Tuesday night while the Warriors were in New York playing against the Knickerbockers. I was having a little chat with the kids about this record because they're way into Steph Curry. And I was thinking, like, what records, what big records have we, – we, we, we do stats all the time. We have a couple more. What big records have you seen being broken? We saw, obviously, Barry Bonds. We were both in San Francisco, so we saw the home record be correct. I saw um, Ricky Henderson break the Steels record in baseball. You were there? I, I just watched it on TV. I wasn't there. I, I was there for TV. Nolan Ryan's 5,000 strikeout. See, that's a big record, right? Was a that big one. Most- also, uh, um, Cal Ripken. That was something that I don't think will ever be beaten. That's, that's a one of the best one. ones. I totally watched that. We yeah. flipped over the numbers. Totally watched that. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, that whole thing. We, what? That's a record, right? Can, uh... Yeah, that was a record. I remember that was captivating. That was uh, appointment viewing. You had to be there in case they they hit it, and they were having their their sons beat Bat Boys. That was one of the most exciting records, I think. Or it was maybe a time in my life that it was more exciting. But uh, this is cool. The, the first thing I thought of 
when I saw Ray Allen's record, I was like, dang, I'd be kind of upset that I didn't hit 3000, like a nice round number or break 3000. <laughs> he's, I guess he's 27 away, but anyway. Well, you, uh, you, you and me both experiences. Like when we went to, I went to a game that season, Barry Braun bonds broke the record and everybody becomes a fan like Steph Curry. When he mm -hmm. plays in Indiana, the Pacers fans want him to hit a three pointer when he's playing in Philly. 76ers fans want them to hit. It's like amazing when you watch these games, how everyone, even the opposing team is cheering for him to break the record. Yeah. And the last game he played, he was, he was going for it, but he shot 33% from yeah. the three point line. So, I mean, he'll keep putting them up. He'll hit two and, and pass them. So yeah, it, it's, it's exciting. Are you going to tune in tonight? Oh, absolutely. Mike, we're obsessed with this. We watch, I probably have to take my daughter to her basketball game. So I'm probably going to miss it. Because it's he's only two away, so he's gonna probably break it early in the game. Yeah. So by the time I get back, I will not have seen it, but but I'll watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So something that is very impressive, but for me personally, is not appointment viewing, was uh, LeBron James becomes the oldest player in league history to record a thirty point triple double Ooh. when the Lakers won one hundred six to ninety four over the Magic. He gives credit to this achievement and feat to lots of sleep like i slept last night from midnight to 8 a.m got up at breakfast went back to sleep from 8 30 to 12 30 so that is 12 hours of sleep for everyone counting and um it's being reported on as if lebron is some kind of providing insight into health and and what we should be doing doctors forever have been saying you need to sleep sleep is the most regenerative thing you can do I think it's impressive. I don't know. 30 point triple double seems like, I don't know. He did it 36 years, 346 days. Last person to do it was Kobe Bryant, 36 years, 99 days. Are you blown away by this achievement? I'm blown away that a grown man could sleep for 12 hours. I think that's pretty amazing. I think, I think you could, if you had that type mm, of output, I don't think so. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm not in LeBron James. You're not. No, oh, I don't think I could sleep. 12 hours. I don't think I could. I don't think anybody. I mean, that, that, that's, I really feel like that's the magical feat here is that this guy could sleep for 12 hours. But also maybe he, I mean, if he has blackout curtains, he's got the best mattress. Like if you have the perfect sleep environment, you're probably more likely to. I got motorcycles revving yeah. outside my window that wakes me up. And so that could be part of it because like when I'm in a hotel and I, I draw the curtains, I sleep a lot more than I do because I, I like the natural sunlight waking me up. So we sleep with thin curtains. So if you were in a cryogenic chamber, you could sleep for 12 hours. A cryogenic chamber. I'd probably die. Really? You mean those, uh, uh, sleep, no, the deprivation chambers. Yeah. Yeah. I went in one of those for two hours. It's not for me. Well, okay. You lose track of time. It's weird. It's real. It's it's. Have you done it? You I have not. Salt water with no light, no. Sound? Oh no! Steph Curry's really into that. I I heard about that. Yeah, I'd do it. All right, maybe we'll do one together. Yeah, that'd be fun. It would be. We have breaking toe news. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Packers beating the Bears for the sixth straight time. Rodgers running his record as a starter against the Bears, twenty-three-five over the weekend. But he's got some toe problems. They thought the bye week was going to help his little toe toe, but quote from Aaron: "It feels worse." I don't know what kind of setbacks that I thought tonight, but we'll look at it tomorrow. Definitely took a step back tonight. They were thinking that maybe they would have surgery on his toe-toe 
and that he'd be ready to go maybe a week after the bye. They didn't do that. So now we're heading into week 15, and he's got Toto issues. I suppose you got to just roll out, roll, roll through the pain for the rest of the season. I mean, maybe. The pinky toe is important. I, I do want to point out before we talk about his toe a little bit more, I'm not surprised by this, but his COVID hate that he got was the biggest flash in the pan, winning cures all. No one's talking about that anymore. Like, talking about his toe. People were so angry, and now they're like, how can we make the playoffs with a broken toe? I Is there I a way know. that this is a countermeasure and he doesn't have a toe problem? But I do not think it's a countermeasure. I, th- I think it's real. He's uh, got- I think they should consider to let him sit for the rest of the season because I think they can they can limp <laughs> they can proverbially limp into the playoffs and still have him like give him a couple weeks to rest his toe. I think he's more important than being a eighty uh, percent health. Like he's not that mobile anyway, but completely taking that away from him, I don't think is a very good good look. He's right in the mix for the NFL MVP award. Him maybe in top Brady in the NFC, and he's got toe problems. So maybe the Toto problems are the source of his strength at this point. Yeah, but you don't play him so he wins the MVP. You rest him so that you can have depth into the playoffs, I think. I don't know what the right move is. I've I've never broken a pinky toe, but it's pretty important. I mean, in the Big Lebowski, they cut a pinky toe off. Pinky toe yes. off. Maybe, hold on, maybe Aaron Rodgers is a nihilist. Have you considered that? <laughs> he I believes in nothing? The dude... The Dudorino. I love it. Dude. Oh, speaking of the other person who might win MVP after Kyler Murray's performance on Monday night, maybe it's more likely that he will. Tom Brady has set the record for the most pass completions in NFL history, earning career 7,143. He had a 20 yard pass to Mike Evans. He surpasses family man Drew Brees, who retired to spend more time with his family which is code for more time in the booth making money. Brady on track to, like you say, maybe win his fourth MVP. This is crazy. I don't know. He's 44 years old. He's still slinging him. He's averaging 30, 314 yards per game. That's the, that's crazy. He's a, you know what he probably does. He probably sleeps 12 hours at night. Well, we started the show with saying how cool it is to see records be broken, but Tom has played so long and so well that he's breaking records. It seems like every week they were like, ah, Tom broke another record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a weird thing when you're like, <clears throat> when you're so good, your, your metric is compared yeah. to yourself. Kind of like uh, Quentin Tarantino, when he, he, he has a movie yeah. come out, you're like, oh, that was okay. Compared to Quentin Tarantino movies. But if you compare his the hateful eight, which people like or don't compared oh, to other great. movies in general is good. And so Tom Brady is so good when he passes a big milestone. You're like, all right, call me when you win a Super Bowl. Serious. Even then it's kind of old hat. You're like, all right, well, expected. Inglorious bastard stands up. I just saw it the other day. So great. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of that movie. When they so did the great. German holding the three up different. Oh. That's how he knew he wasn't German. Christoph Waltz. Oh, oh. I think he might be my favorite actor. But Brad is outstanding. He is so good in that movie. Yeah. Oh, love that. He's a good actor. We have some not so good news for our one Jacksonville Jaguar fan who listens to the Sports Best program. Link reports say Coach Urban Meyer 
and receiver coaches Marvin Jones had a screaming match. Oh, no, just the receiver. He's not the coach. And that he called his assistant coaches losers. But the big story is that someone is going from these team meetings and then leaking whatever happens to the media, <laughs> said Urban, quote, what someone's brother said or someone said, someone said that will occupy very little of my time. And if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds, if there's some source that's doing that, Jags sitting at the lovely mark of 2-11. and 11. Their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, they're more picking the draft through four interceptions and a 20-0 loss to the Titans. It doesn't seem like it's getting better for Urban. He's had all sorts of buzz about the things that he's doing on and off the field. Remember, he then he like you you reported that he had a like some stripper sat on his lap earlier this season or something. It was just a co-ed. I don't know if it was a stripper. Okay, it's not. Anyway, it does, it's I want to ask. Well. So, to you, what is what is the angle of the story? I want to sit down with the staff writer Michael DiRocco and ask him what he, what point he's trying to get across in this because to me. That's what you want from your coach. You want a cutthroat win at any cost, but when it becomes public knowledge of he said something, the angle to me of the story is Michael is outraged on how Urban Meyer is behaving, but as a fan, I want someone who is all business, and I, I think worrying about feelings is less important. Is that what you took away from this? I think in locker rooms that are sanctified, for lack of a better term, things don't leak. Like, And it's not just when it's going good and bad. There are bad teams and the locker rooms don't leak. It just seems to me the story is the leak because he's lost the locker room. That's yeah, what so I maybe think. Maybe a better headline is Urban Meyer's lost control of his locker room. Yes. And maybe focus less on the content of people yelling at each other like it should remain in-house, I, I suppose. Yes. Keep it all in-house. Yeah. Well, a team that has never really had control of their locker room is the Oakland, Los Angeles, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, and they tried to pull a stunt in Kansas City this weekend. They had a before the game, they had a team meeting on the Kansas City 50 yard line. And <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do something that disrespectful, you need to back it up. They got their asses kicked. They got beat 48 to nine. They're 0 and 2 against Kansas City this year. What were they trying to pull off with it? I mean, it was it was uh, reminded me of T.O. In, yeah. in 2000 when he got yeah. the Cowboys star. It's, just, it's not a good look at all. Well, okay. Is there a chance that they just were having a discussion? No. and all No, like, the guy I'm like ran to the 50 and waved everyone to join him there. It wasn't. It was very intentionally held on the 50. I'm fine with you doing that, but back it up. So you can't have like a team meeting on the middle of the 50-yard line where a logo just so happens to be. In pregame, the 50 is kind of the invisible dividing okay. line. And All so right. when you go to that, that's a, a, it's a statement. If you had it in the third quarter, I don't think anyone would think about it. But during warm-up, I would say even 40 to 40, you kind of stay on your side of. And it it, it was, to me, just... Again, I don't care if you're disrespectful, but be good enough to back it up. If you're going to get beat 48 to 9, don't try to flex. So I don't know where to stand with these Las Vegas Raiders because <clears throat> I think John Gruden's a giant turd. But the more the Raiders lose, it proves the point that Gruden is a good coach in, in losing my turd rating. So I don't know if I want the Raiders to lose or, or them to actually win. So you want them to win in spite of John Gruden and his yeah, terribleness? Kind of, kind of. 
I think no matter what, the, the Raiders will find a way to get in their own way because they're just a bad organization from top to bottom. That's my, that's my hot take on them. Let's have a team meeting at the 50. Let's have a team meeting at a deprivation chamber. <laughs> Speaking of the Raiders, Las Vegas Review Journal says Super Bowl 58 2024 is headed to Sin City in the Raiders' new Allegiant Stadium. It was supposed to be held in New Orleans in 2024, but because the NFL season is a week longer, it pushed the big game back right into Mardi Gras, so they had to move it. Las Vegas will be the third straight Super Bowl host city in the western part of the United States. So they couldn't, you, you know this way better than me because you have roots of the Big Easy. You can't have the Super Bowl and Mardi Gras at the same time? No, definitely not. Why not? Uh, it just functionally wouldn't work. Everything is so shut down with parades and everything, just mobs of people. I don't think you could do it. Also, the big shiny new object seems to be what the NFL will go towards. Build a new stadium and we will host whatever event you want there. And it's a new stadium. It's fancy. It's nice. I think the fact that there's an interesting point that they, they say three in a row are going to be on the West Coast, but the fact that it's the only game happening, the start time is the same no matter where it's held. I don't know how much it matters where it is. I think they're just following the money, and uh, we're going to get they're going to get more money out of Las Vegas. It does seem like a perfect city to host the Super Bowl, right, though? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anywhere. I mean, they've got the venues. They'll be able to have their concerts. It'll just be, it'll be a big to-do. They have the infrastructure for it. Um, New Orleans is already maxed out on their infrastructure during Mardi Gras. So trying to tack that on. But I mean, they have some, they have convention centers and they just build the most opulent big things possible. So I, I like know. seeing um, Super Bowls in different places. Remember they had like the Super Bowl in New York when it was cold, like a few years ago. I was like, oh, it's fun. I, you know, I like Southern California. I like Miami, but I like new venues. I want to see something different. Yeah. So I don't want Survivor. Would you ever go if you had, I don't think I'd go even if I had free tickets. Are you, that is crazy. Of course I would go. It'd be so great. I would I love went to a it. national championship game and it was not a great experience. I would have preferred to watch it on TV. Only oh. if my team was in it, I would have done it. You'd rather be in a cryogenic chamber? Yeah, I'd rather be in a cryogenic <laughs> chamber. Well, just for fun, F1 racing is confusing. Probably. Oh, hello. This race got Craig Cray. I had so many people come up to me and were like, dude, did you see the finish of the Formula One? Uh, did you even, do you even know what story I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. I don't, I mean, I understand F1 racing is the elite of car racing. I watched a clip of the finish and uh, I still don't get it. Like I can watch lacrosse and I can, tell you that was an exciting play but the finish that i watched in this f1 for max verstappen to win his world title says it was dramatic fashion uh, i wasn't trying with, I so wasn't. basically what happened like lewis hamilton is the most famous person arguably in the world he's run driver for mercedes Schumacher. Max, um, um yeah max verstappen is uh red bull and they've been going back and forth all year long in this formula one race that goes around the world and it came down to this final race and it turned down, it came down to the final lap. But someone wrecked on the final, I don't know the ins and outs of racing, but somewhere someone wrecked. And there's all these rules about what happens on a wreck lap and who can pass who. Mm -hmm. In theory, this guy, Max, who was in second place, shouldn't have been able to, on the last lap, it should have just like been run out because they were in a caution. But somehow, 
Max Verstappen's Red Bull coach called the Grand Poobah and was like, hey, man, let him race. Let him race the last lap. Broke the rules. And the guy goes like, sure. And he had the better tires, and he was able to pass the dude, Lewis, on the last lap to win it. So there's controversy of, like, why were they allowed to race on the last lap when they were in a caution lap? That's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, Rubin's racing. I think we talked earlier this year, Bubba Wallace won his first ever, or he won he won a, a NASCAR race under rain delay. And that was kind of the same thing you're talking about. He was leading, rain delay happened, and they're like, all right, well, the rules say we don't finish the race. Whoever's leading wins. And I think had they not finished the race, it would have been a little bit less satisfying. And uh, we could have spent more time talking about Kirk's story. There's really, I mean, in these situations, there's no winner, right? Like, what if they wouldn't have allowed the pass? All people are like, hey, man, it's a race car series. Let them race for the last lap. And everybody would complain. So there, there was really no, and by the way, we're talking about Formula One again. Yeah. So ultimately, they get the last lap because of the controversy. Yeah. The it, racing's hard because I get you have to have these rules, but it can be very unsatisfying when a particular yeah. circumstance comes up. You're like, well, that sucks. I think when, um, what's his face? Ken Block? No, the guy that won Le Mans, the American for the first time, uh, as portrayed in Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. He like didn't win, even though he did, stuff like that. Racing, screw you. Yeah. Take this that. has been Sports Best. We'll see you next week. Sorry for the mix-up, but I enjoyed the book ended. We have time. We'll see you next week. I'm Andrew for Larry. Thanks for stuff. Bye.